Well, good morning. I'm going to give this uh, a try. Different equipment. Let's hope it uh, records all right. I'm just going to give you an example of, of why I feel like such a an odd man out. Because I've, I've talked about the Heart Sutra as being the heart of Buddhism. Uh, almost uh, a Coles Notes or a... Um, well highly recommended and same as the mantra I, I did a podcast talking about it being the heart of of the practice you can just use the heart sutras uh, the great spell the mantra of gate gate paragate parasamgate bodhisattva and why is that relevant well gate gate is, is gone gone paragate paragate is uh, you know away from right pada very close to the latin Side, <clears throat> parasamgante to the other shore, bodhi to enlightenment to wisdom to freedom to contentment, soha sasvaha celebration, right? Uh, being happy, and so I'm just uh, watching uh, Andrew Doyle and Peter Bergosian uh, speak about. Uh, ideology and how ideology can become like a religion and first of all Andrew Joel made the same mistake that I mentioned John McWhorter did in his book about woke religion it, who he, he said uh John McWhorter same as, as Andrew Doyle they both essentially say that you know all religion is is his belief in 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 something that isn't true and well obviously they don't know what they're talking about because that is is untrue because Religion, by definition, that's why I criticize John McWhorter, because he should know better, right? He's a linguist. He should know that religion means the path that you follow with devotion, commitment, and confidence. So it's something you trust. It doesn't have to be true, but that doesn't mean it's not true. But the, the point that I'm going to make is Peter Bogosian used an example to try to explain um how certain beliefs can uh, withstand some uh, some reason, some logic, some you know, as as the Buddha said, religion has room for reason and logic. Right? If something he says isn't right, same as who was it? Was it uh, Seneca or Socrates? Socrates who said, uh, "Is it true? Is it beneficial?" Um, what did he say? Is it true? Is it beneficial? Is it it, uh, it just I can't remember, but there's there's three three ideas, right? Well, Peter Bogosian says, well, I can use the example of Jesus walking on water, and instead of him explaining it the way I would have thought he would have, he says, well, you know, it defies uh, physics, but he says, well, you you could think that maybe you know the universe opened up for a moment. And I'm thinking, oh my god. So he has, he's, he's a diehard atheist, so he believes that he's certain there is no, no power greater than himself. And for some reason, he thinks that everyone who believes in Christ uh, necessarily believes in, by example, the walking on water as being 
only true. And the example I give is is um, uh, the Pure Land School. When I was teaching, um, giving tours, I explained how the Sukhavati, their heaven, where you imagine a lotus seat for yourself, develop as you meditate over uh, your experience as being a, a heaven that doesn't have to be outside of yourself, right? This idea that it can be allegorical, metaphorical. It can be even real if you want to believe it as such, but it doesn't have to be, right? The example could be, again, this gate gate peragate peresamgate bodhiswaha, this idea that our journey is to not be in the world I mean, to be in the world, but not of it, right? That's from the Bible. It's the same idea of from the I Ching. It's being able to be in the world, but not um, disturbed by it, right? Um, to not be de denatured by it. I said it before, the Buddha said there's nothing harder than to be an enlightened being in a, in, in a world filled with, with uh, deluded individuals and well I found it funny because I've explained this before the first uh, I guess uh, not the first time Buddha spoke to someone after his enlightenment but again a lot of this is allegory so one of the stories is he runs into an ajivakin this is someone who believes that it doesn't matter what you do in life everything's already set you know, no free will. Uh, you can't change your destiny. Your destiny is your destiny. And he sees the Buddha and he's like, wow, you're so chill. Like, who's your guru? And the Buddha's like, me, man. You know, you can be your own guru. And Buddy's like, eh, okay. And I've always said that's the, the best answer to the Buddha. It's not like, yes, absolutely. It's okay. I'll try it on and see. But the story goes that the Buddha flew to his first uh, meeting after that. Right, And I've always argued that it's not, and they use it as an example of one of his cities or it's one of his supra-normal powers. But I argue it's, once again, allegory, right? He wasn't bothered by the world. He flew right directly to his meeting without being disturbed or distracted. And so when Peter Pagosian said, well, you know, Jesus walking on water, I mean, yeah, of course, you're supposed to take it. Word for word. And so I'll read from the Matthew. It's Matthew 14, 22 to 33. It's also in Mark. but So starting at Matthew 14, 22, it's immediately Jesus made the disciples get out of the boat, right? And then dismissed them. And they went out and they were in the middle of a considerable distance from land, buffeted by waves because of the wind against it. 25, shortly before dawn, Jesus went to them went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, Take, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat. Again, they'd been in the boat all day. Walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. 
Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And again, I've always said this. This, this uh, transcultural uh, ecumenicism, this idea that we're all teaching and working towards the same idea. If you can read this as allegory, you see the exact same ideas of following a path that you're devoted to, you're confident, and you have commitment to, and, and, and having a path that you have trust in is what gives you that uh, faith uh, when, when in doubt. 